Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2154, Extreme Early Retirement versus Friends and Relatives by Jacob Lund Fisker of earlyretirementextreme.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Thanks so much for joining me today as we look towards another article to help you optimize your finances. This time, we'll be hearing from Jacob Lund Fisker of Early Retirement Extreme. Let's hear his thoughts about how relationships with friends and relatives might be at odds with early retirement goals as we jump right into this article and start optimizing your life. Extreme Early Retirement versus Friends and Relatives by Jacob Lund Fisker of EarlyRetirementExtreme.com. I chose the title because oddly, these two often stand in opposition. One should think that the freedom to spend one's time as one wishes would be admirable or at least a widely supported goal. However, it's very often the case that early retirement is a sin, which is only forgivable if one is also a millionaire. This for a young person under 40 is only possible by either winning the birth lottery or the IPO lottery. The latter, of course, being somewhat less of a lottery. Somehow, it's the idea of spending less that's offensive to some people. So what is one to do? Here's what I have done. Off the blog, I'm a fairly private person in the sense that I don't volunteer information. I will gladly talk your ear off if and only if you ask the right questions. Hence, tactically, I haven't discussed my financial status or goals with very many people. In that sense, I was living two lives. In my public life, I would and will participate in what I consider money-wasting activities, such as eating out for someone's birthday celebration or for the after-seminar dinner. I would also go to museums, etc. However, I would and will never make a habit of getting what I would consider poor value. For instance, to avoid eating company lunch, I would go cycling instead, or I would play hockey. These were plausible and understandable excuses as far as the lunch eaters were concerned. I was hanging out with the lunch cyclists. I wasn't trying to get out of spending $200 a month in the cafeteria. For me, even if it had been $5 per month or zero, I would still have gone for the sports. However, it did reveal another difference, namely that of financial class, if you can call it that. 
I remember our group leader once asking if we, the peons, thought our salary was high enough to get by. I let the others who were struggling with their car loans, food expenses, and mortgages do the talking. No point in mentioning that I was saving 80% of my paycheck. That is not what he was asking. Some clues inevitably slipped by when I was overheard discussing capital gains tax strategies with my boss or giving investment advice, unofficially of course, or market commentary. In general though, if you're pursuing early retirement extreme, you find yourself in a funny situation where you can sympathize but not empathize. People worried about getting laid off? No, that doesn't concern me a lot. I had two other sources of income that could cover my expenses already. Mortgage payments rising? I would offer some thoughts on the Fed. Saving 15% in your 401k? Well, good for you. I was not about to stir up the hornet's nest of middle-class values because by those metrics, 15% is quite good. Got a new car? That's a nice car. Check out my bike. It's a nice bike, yes? I actually escaped my career quite gracefully by changing into a new one. I did not mention that the new position came with no salary. I think it would have been too great of a shock to the system. That's that need-to-know basis again. Most were surprised that I even had other interests developed to a level of being hireable. I have never had friends where the friendship revolved around consumerism, like doing things that required spending large sums of money, drinking or partying. Here, they would occasionally discuss their home equity, and I would occasionally discuss my stock market portfolio. I would always discuss it in percentages. Nobody knew the raw numbers. I found when divulging the raw numbers that people don't understand. Why don't you spend some of that money you have? You could easily afford. But the fact is, I can't. I need that money to be invested and generate an income. I'm wealthier than most people, but I'm not rich by far. The idea that money can be used to generate more money is not easily explained to anyone with an ingrained earn-to-spend mentality. I found that the visible signs of a simpler lifestyle are admired mostly at a distance. That's great that you do that, but I could never do it. I have, however, observed on multiple occasions that people pick up one of my habits once I explain it to them, but it's never about the money. The greatest amount of skirmishes has been with, have a guess, birthday presents. It's really hard for a minimalist to appreciate thoughtless gifts. Thoughtless is actually the wrong word. I'm sure some thought went into the purchase, but it was not minimalist thought. And so whenever I get a well-intentioned gift, I also get a problem. This is obviously hard to appreciate. I've tried to explain this for half a decade now and have only recently met some success. If you must, give me some money. But please realize that unless you hand me $10,000, it's probably not going to register compared to my daily portfolio fluctuations. Therefore, I urge you to not give me anything. If you really want to give me something, get me something that's hard or takes time to get, but costs very little. Unfortunately, this is not the standard of gift giving. I'm probably coming across as an ungrateful but I'm simply trying to find a mutually beneficial deal on a stupid tradition. Finally, there's the issue of living together with another person. I think it's extremely rare to find two people who agree on everything and who are identically similar. I'm too independent-minded to be employable in the long run, 
whereas my partner foresees herself working at least until she's 50. I'm also more of a minimalist than she is. I'm the extreme one, she's the more normal one. To live together, we have to agree on certain things, like not signing up for debt or me stopping my career. Fortunately, it's quite clear to everybody that my nest egg exists to generate money as a small-time capitalist and not to be spent. For other things, whereas it would be nice to agree on them, like where to squeeze a tube of toothpaste, whether to have a TV or own a car for that matter, it's not a crucial issue. Actually, given that I have reached some level of blogging popularity, the fact that I strongly advocate not owning a car and yet we have a car is also worth discussing. Maybe some of you will see me as a hypocrite, which apparently is the largest possible sin anyone can commit in a postmodern world of relativism. So be it, I'm not a perfect expression of my ideals. I think the thing to take away from this is to think extreme ideas, but also try, I would almost say, to protect the immediate world from the fire. Be diplomatic. How is the saying, tread lightly but carry a big stick? I would say tread lightly and own a big stick, but don't carry it around. You just listened to the post titled Extreme Early Retirement Versus Friends and Relatives by Jacob Lund Fisker of EarlyRetirementExtreme.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. This article reminded me of a great quote by Anne Lamott, who said, lighthouses don't go running all over an island looking for boats to save. They just stand there shining, end quote. Many of us get so excited when we figure out our finances or discover fire that we want to shout it from the mountaintops. And then we inevitably get frustrated when our friends and family aren't into it. But the reality is that what other people do with their money is none of our business. All we can do is be the lighthouse. I think money is such a sensitive topic because many people carry a lot of shame around it. 
we're taught that it's a very private thing. And many people confuse their net worth with their self-worth. Also, the way we spend our money is a reflection of what we value. There's a discrepancy between what we say we value and what we're spending our money on that can be uncomfortable to come to terms with. I agree with Jacob to a certain extent. There are pros and cons to sharing too many details about your financial position, and it's very easy to be misunderstood. However, if others didn't make their financial journeys accessible, I may still find myself financially illiterate. I think the key is to only elaborate when the other person expresses interest. And that's going to do it for now, but not for today. We also have our weekly bonus episode live now. So be sure to tune in for that. And I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.